Hello, and welcome to the quest for knowledge. Today, I'll be searching for the arts. I have three different friends that will be talking to me in three separate segments today. First segment, it will be a celloist. The second segment will be a poet and writer. And then the third segment will be an artist and drawer. This will be a 30-minute episode instead of my normal, usual four to five minutes. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, today I've got with me a fellow musician that I'm interviewing. Say hi. Hello. Um, I'll be asking him a few questions. Uh, This segment should be about 10 minutes. And let's jump right into it. So, fellow musician, how many instruments do you play? Um, as of as of right now, I am only playing one, which is the cello, which is the same one that you that you play um, as your main instrument. Yes. Yep. I also play a few other instruments. Uh, have you played ever any other instruments other than cello? Um, in the past, I have played a couple, none of them necessarily as serious as the cello, but um, the trumpet I played for like two and a half years. Hmm, how was that? It was it was interesting. It was fun while it lasted, but then it just got like too, too much like uh, juggling the cello and the trumpet at the same time, especially going in school and like having to practice and learn the music. Also, reading different clefs and stuff, it was it was too much. And so yeah. I decided to pick the one that I liked most. I get it. I did the same. I also played trumpet at one point and then switched to cello because I like the sound of the cello. Also, yeah. are there any instruments that you would like to learn in the future or interested in learning? <clears throat> um, There are uh, multiple instruments that I'm interested in learning. Um which are the violin, piano, saxophone, and I've even considered learning the guitar. Mm-hmm. What stands out to you about those instruments? Um, okay, I'll go through them one at a time. When it comes to the violin, I don't know, it's it's a string instrument, which is what I am playing right now, and it gets like all of the main parts when it comes to music. Okay. And I think that they have like they I don't know they play more complicated things they have more recognizable songs that kind of stuff. Yeah. When it comes to the piano, it's almost the same way, but with the piano, it's wide ranged. I mean, you can play things in relation to the violin and to the bass, which are on complete opposite sides of the spectrum, mm-hmm. just on the one instrument. So like, if you know how to play the piano, you can play almost anything. Yeah. What stands to you most about the saxophone? It's it's a wind instrument, which, like I said earlier, I played trumpet, and originally I wanted to play, uh, I wanted to play the saxophone in the band, but they didn't let like um, beginners play the saxophone. Okay. But so the option was to play the clarinet and then later go to the saxophone, but they didn't let me do that. They wanted me to play trumpet, so I did. Okay. Um, but it has. I don't know it the songs that you can play i like the jazzy like feel to them uh, which you can't necessarily get from a lot of other instruments yeah that wind sound um, can really get that cello 
cello that cello sound camp is jazzy yeah yeah the, the jazz like i really like jazz but yeah all right and next question what are some of your likes and dislikes about being in an orchestra so an orchestra um i like that we're able to play complicated pieces that have like layers to them mm. so like there's like there's a bass layer there's a melody like all this stuff like there's there's layers to it it's more complicated it you get more out of it than like a solo piece or something like that okay um i also like being able to witness growing like together because i've been playing with like the same group of people for the last five years like in orchestra so i've been able to see like us go from Bit, uh, playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star to the more complicated things that we're playing now. Mm. So what are some of your dislikes about being in an orchestra? Um, I... So, playing the cello in an orchestra, the thing that I dislike is that the majority of the time we don't necessarily have, like, important parts. Mm. Yeah, but it's also something that I like because we have, like, the driving part. Like, like, we keep the, the orchestra together. Yeah. There's a lot more importance to that part, I feel like. Yeah. All right. And for the one of my big questions, how has your musical journey affected you as a person? Um, it's, it's affected me in ways that aren't necessarily, like, you're able to see. They're, like, more things like, like, like personality type things. Okay. Um things like like how i hear like just um like life noises mm. just i pay more attention to how different things sound how like what different thing like what noises different things make okay and when it comes to like repetitive things something that i've noticed is like if there's a fan in the background I'll try to match the pitch. Like, I'll try to figure out what note it is. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, like, being someone who plays an instrument and hearing pitches a lot, it almost spreads out to your everyday life of listening to all the other sounds in your life. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. also it's also affected the, like, the music that I listen to. Hmm. Um, I was never into classical music at all, basically. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I started playing cello, and we play a lot more classical music. Like, the majority of what we play is classical. And I found, like, they, they sound good. Like, they are more appealing to listen to now that I've had experience with it. Oh, so you're saying that, like, by playing these pieces, you're able to appreciate the older and more complex things of music. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. All right. Uh, for one of my final questions, um, what do you like about the cello? Um, I Like I said earlier, I like that it's it's a driving instrument. We keep the beat to the song. We cre we keep the rest of the the group together, like the different instruments, mm -hmm. along with the bass. The bass does the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I also like that we are able to like switch between that and the melody. Okay. Like, um, in one of the songs that we're practicing in our orchestra right now, um, Dies Irae, we have like 
we have the bass, like we have the driving bit, but then we also have the singing part, which is like really important to the piece. All right. And then to branch off on that, what would you recommend to a beginner cello just starting out? Um, so I have a few tips. The first one is, is practice. I and you're going to hear that from anybody. Mm-hmm that tells you like that when like when you ask what should you do when you first start playing everybody's going to tell you to practice it's very important now it it might sound hypocritical coming from me considering the fact that i don't practice (laughs) (laughs) which i should i admit that i should but i don't know it's difficult um transporting instruments and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. yeah and i can make all the excuses that i can't like whatever but yeah, <laughs> practice. Practice. Another one is learning how to read notes, like every single note, basically. Mm-hmm. When I, when we first started playing cello, we never had to read notes, like the really low notes. We never had to use that string. So I never learned how to read them, which was a problem for later because then like when we started playing these pieces that needed the low strings i wasn't able to because i didn't know what i was doing mm-hmm. but we were just expected to know did that discourage you from playing the cello more or were you just like this is a challenge but i'm gonna try to face it uh it's something that i just tried to face and it took time especially with me not practicing it was like something that i had to like really really work on and it's still something that i'm trying to work on <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. All right. All right. Thank you to my fellow musician for doing that interview. I really appreciate it and hope his endeavors are better in the future and good as they are now. This next segment is coming from someone named Logan. He is an amazing writer and a great poet. I'm going to leave his portfolio down in the description, and I have him reading some of his poems and short stories here for you guys today. So, hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Logan, and I have been a writer as my main hobby for a couple years now. And... Um, I mainly got into it after finding out how I could incorporate my thoughts and ideas through just simple text and words, and doing that just kind of got me to be able to create many different things, kind of an assortment of worlds, ideas, even um, just being able to articulate words that I might not have been able to simply before. Uh, that is one of the main reasons I've been able to write throughout my life. And <clears throat> I never really took it too seriously until the last couple years. Um, I started when I was in elementary school, and when I got up to around early high school, I was first starting to take it a little more seriously with uh, joining writing competitions and, uh, stuff similar. Um, I'm currently working on a story right now. It's a 
collection of short stories in the um, eyes of a bartender, just kind of looking throughout uh, occurrences and conflicts that happen inside his just kind of old rickety bar, and it's kind of document, like a documentation of his stories. And due to time, I will be reading a couple poems, um, each of them ones that I have written throughout the couple, um, throughout the last couple years, and I'll just kind of give an explanation on each of them. The first one I will be reading is A Sight of Nature. A bee flutters above brown pine pulled from the trees, hiding the bright green grass below. It might find a single dandelion or a patch of sunflowers. Its yellow and black body glitz in the day's sun. Through the cracks of the naked branches, light beams through. Reflecting the memorable beauty, sticking in my mind, no matter how long it lasts. That poem I created while on break of an orchestra rehearsal. Um, I was kind of sitting outside, it was the kind of in-between summer and fall, and I just really liked how the sun just kind of looked over the ground in front of me with just bees and different bugs just kind of flying over it, and it just kind of sparked my uh, um, imagination a bit more. I was able to just kind of introduce some imagery to kind of get the attempt to see the beauty that I was just kind of looking throughout the day there. The second poem is called A Rainy Day. Um, gonna be honest, I do not remember when or why I made this one, but it's one that I like. Each tap of, each tap of rain on the window portrays a feeling of solidarity, like a stream of liquid silver pouring from a roof, melting into a suit of armor before gently falling to the grassy underbed. While opaque, it as though it is a river of cooling wax coming from the lit flame above, though no warmth is to be had, as the wick has no more to burn. <clears throat> Once again, I don't have a lot of history on that poem in specific, but it's is one of my favorites because I really like the um I really like the wording I had for it, but I just really wish I remembered why I made it. This uh, next one is a bit of a shorter one, but it's one that I also really liked. It's one I created um while on a bus ride. Uh, just kind of zoning out to the outside, not really paying much attention to it, just seeing the figures and how the colors just kind of molded together. It's called The Feelings That Never Last. With no details visible, the road becomes an abstract painting that is loved by an artist. Every shape and figure becomes unrecognizable upon the window, fogged from the chill winter air with its presence only showing through the song that pulls even the best of choir's ears. Um, a 
lot of the wording I got just from how, with the speed of kind of how the bus was moving, I remember looking at the ground and the kind of scenery beyond it with all the grass and the side of the road just kind of molding together into an abstract, like, scenery behind a subject, which I kind of saw as the window and my breath among it. This next one is actually one of the more recent ones. Um, it was when it was starting to get a bit colder. It was a bit colder outside. It was in the morning, and I was taking a break out on my uh, on the courtyard of my school. And it just kind of the cold air that was just kind of rushing to my face just kind of piqued my interest on how how could I describe that, and is there a way I can create this feeling. I've named it the winter air. Needles to your skin, pressing to your veins, one with blood becoming akin. As it pains me, pulling me down like the leaves of a tree, lost in a town, as though it was just set free. No scent, no taste, not a look to it. Only the touch of frost, it only lasts for a bit. What makes my body rust. That one was just a simple flow. I think there's definitely, it's definitely not my best one, but it was one that I really enjoyed uh, writing. Um, and this final one is one that I have, it's probably my favorite one that I've, I've uh, written. It is uh, kind of built off my love of trees. It was um, made during um, a walk I had where I saw this kind of wilted dead tree just hanging at its side and then no more than 10 feet to the side of it was this brilliant just standing up tall this vibrant willow tree just um, contrast between the two was incredible to me and that is what uh, created this one I named it the willow the great willow stands tall and high like a tree of life that towers over many ready to fly with arms that lay at rest the worrying willow so small and shy they have yet to try with all dark old bark stripping only leaving a mark of time. The damned willow, oh, has the mark of time dug so deep, with the body crippled, one so tall and high, he is wilted low, not a piece of strength left, as the rot seeps through, the only mark left. And um, each section um, kind of put in, I put in my ideas to each of one because I had that great kind of vibrant willow tree to the side and I saw its colors just beaming towards me and I was peaked at the contrast and the, you could see deliberately in the third section showing and talking about a mark of time which is what let the tree to rot and fall and kind of cripple to its side as what the contrast
interest had shown. The middle section was a way to show the process between, as I kind of saw the contrast as a starting and an end point. And I thought that, what does it look like on the in between of that starting and end point? And I think one thing that is um, important when it comes to writing, whether it be poetry stories, short stories, or anything, is to not fear about making a bad draft, a bad, well, a bad um, story or a bad idea because you're going to have bad ideas no matter how many times you try. So it's better to get those bad ideas out or learn how to make those bad ideas great ideas. Thank you for having, having me. Have a great day. For this segment, I'll be doing art. I surveyed two artists, um, and I asked them five questions. So let's dive into it. The first question I asked was, what inspires you to create your art? Artist number one said, a lot of my art is just what I'm feeling at the moment. I started with little creatures that I drew on a whiteboard to explain their characters. Then little markings to represent songs. Eventually, it turned into whatever has been on my mind most recently, like my D&D characters or characters from media I consume. So when I asked artist number two, they said, it depends on the piece. It could be a song. It could be event art. It could be an original character whose story I want to tell. I'm inspired by a lot of things, but art gives me an outlet, a talent, and personality. Which I think those are great answers. Now to number two for questions how does your art express who you are as a person artist number one said my art is mainly drawing and most of it is little sketches that i forgot to continue but it usually is something based off something i saw and enjoyed one of my favorites is a little sketch i made based off of a don't know how to say that just because i saw the designs and thought there could be so much lore put into those and others are just little collages of things i think are cute artist number two said i draw a lot of original characters which kind of shows my more imaginative nature my art style also fits my personality i don't know exactly how to explain it but personality and art style go hand in hand all right and that's number two for question three we have how long does your art take to make artist one said between it and i that took me three hours and a full body sketch that took me like 20 minutes no clue i think it depends on my mental state and what i have in my mind at the time artist number two said it depends for big digital fully rendered pieces it can take me three days to many weeks, but simply a paper sketch plus line art could take me an hour. All right, that, that was artist number two. Moving on to question number four. Artist, uh, which was, what is your favorite part of drawing? Artist one said, seeing these little gateways grow. When I look back at my old art, I get a little happy even though the old stuff is shit and ugly and <laughs> the dumbest idea. I can flip through and watch as I learned anatomy and basic human sense when it came to character design and my explorations with colors, different ways of doing one thing. 
right? That was artist number one. Artist number two said, I love sketching and line art. As much as I love coloring and shading, it can be quite a pain to do. Line art is kind of what I, I signed up for. And that was artist number two. And for our final question is, what would you tell an amateur artist who wants to get better at drawing? Artist number one said, don't erase a full work. Change little things, like the structure of a certain part, rearrange a section, whatever, but don't get rid of the whole thing. I look back at my old art all the time and I compare it. I see how far I've come and I look at what I can change and go practice it. Eventually you look back at enough that you see fewer and fewer things that you hate or need to fix. And that's when you start to explore more. Also, don't overcomplicate your sketches slash outlines because then you can't focus on what you're trying to end up with. And that was artist one. Um, and then artist two said, work on what is the hardest for you and later integrate it into what is the easiest. For example, bad at hands, do a hand study first and then draw a character with hands after you practice. And then that was number two. Uh, I'd like to thank both Artist 1 and Artist 2 for giving me great answers. As you can see from their responses, that they really care about their art. Anything that they see in your, their daily life and how they're feeling, it influences the, what they draw or how they draw it. As When you can just think about reading these responses that they've given me, it really shows how much they care about even just little sketches. It can influence a person or even the, the artist themselves uh, in so many different ways. That's why art is amazing. It can be interpreted one way, but then to another person, it can be interpreted another. So this is why I want to have this segment because art is very important. And I want again, I want to thank Artist 1 and Artist 2 for giving me their responses. Um, and check it, make sure to check out Logan's writing page in the description. Um, and make sure to stay smart.